Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandi Van Ormer, here with my co-host, Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance. Hi. How are you today, Patty? Hi. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about feedback. Um, And that may immediately make some people go, ew. (laughs) It's not even review time. Uh, Giving and receiving feedback isn't easy for either people who are giving it or the people who are receiving it. There can be challenges definitely on both sides. So today, we thought we'd dive in a little bit and talk about how to overcome barriers to effective feedback and how maybe give some tips for receiving feedback so that the process is less painful for mm-hmm. both parties because it really is important. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it important? We were going to talk about why. Yeah, we were going to talk about why feedback is, is important. Mm-hmm. Patty, why is feedback important? Well, first <laughs> I just want to give a little shout out to um, the, a class I went to the other day. Just coincidentally, you had scheduled this podcast to talk about giving and receiving feedback and I was looking at the Talent development, excuse me, talent development offerings. Now say contemplative. (laughs) (laughs) Talent development, um, which is the, uh, prior to talent development at UVA, they were called the Center for Leadership Excellence, and so their kind of newly branded name is talent development. Um, And I was looking at their offerings for another reason and uh, realized that they were, there was a class on giving and receiving feedback. Nice. I'll put that in Yesterday. the notes. Yesterday. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because they, they offer it more than just the one time, right? Yes, they offer it repeatedly. Cool. Awesome. Um, and um, it was given by Cindy Young and Marcus Hamilton here at UVA who are part of HR, and they're in the performance management area. Um, so they gave this, they were the facilitators for this class. And so... Um, just wanted to give a little shout out to them because it was a great class. Cool. So I suggest um, people take a look at that. And, um, and that would be a nice follow up to just thinking about giving and receiving feedback in general, which is kind of what we're doing today. Because mm-hmm. um, we'll talk a little bit about performance management and all that good stuff today. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't refer explicitly to lead at <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> for our UVA audience. That's yeah. our, well, our that's performance management too, software anyway. <laughs> and none of us are too fond of it. But anyway, but so um, it's, we'll, it's going away. So yay. we don't need to worry, worry about that too much. But if, I, if I had fancy editing software, here's where I'd insert the applause sounds. <laughs> but anyway, we're also just going to talk in general because I mean, I think about a lot of times when I've gotten feedback, it's been not necessarily always from you know somebody who was my boss at work right but we get feedback from a lot of different people we work with and even though it's not our boss that doesn't mean it's not uncomfortable right at times right so yeah. and so the, th- the thing about it is that feedback is not just important at performance management time yep and in fact even around performance management it's important to be getting that feedback off all year right but when we start talking about feedback it's not just it it, it includes the, those conversations but it's also um, you know I just think about these things and, and some of this came up in the the class the other day we were talking about um, the benefits of feedback and why it's why it's important what you and I wanted to talk about today or start this um, conversation was about you know what why do, why should we care about feedback why is it important 
And one of the people in the class that I was working with um, works in parking and transportation, and he's a bus driver. And so we started talking about, well, why is feedback important? Um, well, can you imagine if he needed some feedback on something he didn't do correctly, which I'm sure he's a great bus driver, but um, something that maybe he should have done differently? Or can you imagine a doctor that oh, yeah. maybe needs some feedback or a nurse that needs feedback mm -hmm. on how they prepared for a surgery. Feedback um, is great because it gives you yeah. the opportunity to correct things if it needs correction. Right. So or to keep doing always, something that maybe you did just once. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's not always life and death like those two examples right. could be. But um, but nevertheless, always important um, for any aspect of our job. It might be um, in, in our area in finance, it might be somebody in SFS that's dealing with the financial aid for, for an a student and so the um, impact is so large there. right right and so um, so we do need to be kind of the checks and to help either check the others when we see something that somebody needs feedback on or provide support and you know kind of more of the accolades or kudos to yeah because I'll bet you that work. a lot of people who are listening started out thinking of feedback in terms of uh, hearing the things that you could do better or the things that you did wrong. Yeah. And that's, I think, where most of our minds go to when mm -hmm. we hear the term feedback. We yeah. think, oh, like here's yeah. my checklist of things I could do better. But what you just said is very true. And yeah. it's just as important that people know quickly yeah. after they've done something great that that was great right. or right or innovative right. or whatever it was yeah. to encourage that. Yeah. And so I think a little bit later we're going to talk about some kind of tips to... Yep giving good constructive feedback or good positive feedback. Um, so we're gonna get into that a little bit later, but, um, but really wanted to emphasize the importance of, um, of giving that feedback, even though there are times that even giving positive feedback isn't always easy for us or easy to accept for some of us. And so, um, so, you know, I just think that it's important to make sure that you realize that feedback actually benefits us in so many ways. Yeah, we should really want feedback because, you know, I've read over our intro and outro so many times now that I've almost got it, gotten it by heart. But the, that idea is in there that we say, you know, we all want to do our best and be our best and uh, what you're doing matters. Mm -hmm. And those you can't do those things if you're doing it in a vacuum mm -hmm. and you're not hearing if it's good or if it's bad or if it could be improved or if you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. So feedback is really important. It's not always going to come from a supervisor. We should think of ourselves as people who can give feedback to one another in a, a good environment here at work and in our personal lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about um, People may have heard the term feedback-rich environment. We, we talk a lot about that we need to become more of a feedback-rich environment, um, both here at work, but I think people do need to think about that in their personal lives. Think about the times that, and we've talked about this when we talk about crucial conversations. Mm -hmm. Think about how when there is something that you need to share with somebody or something that you um, fail to address because you're worried about having that feedback conversation or have that conversation, how that impacts you. 
and not being able to share that. So it's really important to um, to stress that that feedback-rich environment is important and that we should be striving to do that. It's important and it's good and it motivates us. And I, you and I have, as we always do, we lead up to recording the podcast. We ha- almost have to have some warm-up conversation before we start. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about some of the points that we wanted to be sure and cover today, we were we shared a few stories about feedback that we had given or received or you know times that it had been uncomfortable or gone mm-hmm. well and i was just thinking in terms of my professional life when we were chatting but now as you're talking about giving positive and negative feedback i start thinking about my children oh right yeah. <laughs> and how so i mean it is very applicable at, across the board whether you're in your work environment or in your home environment with spouses and friends um, I was just thinking when you mentioned the positive feedback, how it took me longer than it should have to notice that my daughter's performance at keeping her room clean <laughs> improved so much more when I stopped telling her how messy the room was and how um, she had how sweeping everything under the bed was not an effective solution to the problem. <laughs> that it got so much better when I told her all the things that she had done right. Yeah. And yeah. then she got to where she liked to repeat those behaviors because she liked the praise. Mm-hmm. And we're all, I mean, she's seven, but we're all kind of like that, right? Yeah. We like to hear the good things that we've done, and it makes us more apt to repeat those because right. we know it's right. right. We know it's desirable. Yeah. And we can all fall into that trap of assuming that people know when they've done right, that right. They, when they've done well. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We don't always. So let's yeah. let's get in a little bit... Speaking of giving feedback, what you said, you know, we can be uncomfortable even giving positive feedback. What mm-hmm. makes us so uncomfortable with all this? Well, um, it, it's interesting because we think of um, that, that whole, I, I don't know, just imagine if somebody comes to you and says, can I give you some feedback? Do you have time for a talk or do you have time? time to discuss something with me my, my stomach immediately kind right. of curls a little bit and I'm like and so, oh gosh what <laughs> why is that and so, so think about that because um what's your first thought you know what would I do what would I do or what do they want to talk to me about yeah um and so and it might be different depending on who that person is mm-hmm. so there's this whole status thing that comes into play um so if, if it's a peer or your husband or wife um, your child, it, or your it, work wife, yeah. um, <laughs> um, your manager. Yeah. It just depending on who that person is, you might have a different reaction. Right. But there's so there's a status thing that comes into play. There's also the you know, as you said, what it what I do, what did mm-hmm. I do wrong. So there's this uncertainty, or you know, what is what is it that they want to talk to me about. Um, you may not be in the frame of mind or the, the, you may be having to, when somebody comes to you, you might be in the middle of doing something else. And so depending again on that status of that person, you might feel obligated to stop everything you're doing mm-hmm. and go do something. And definitely um, like if it's within the structure of your performance review, right? you feel right. like you don't have a choice on that. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things we talked about earlier was we're really connected, but if I came to, um, and we get along really well, but if I came to you and said, Brandy, I need to talk to you about something, then that personal connection that we have or that friendly relationship that we have 
um, may feel a little bit disconnected or you may feel that that related or that right that um, so folks who are even connection that we have maybe feel threatened yeah yeah even it, you would think that it would be easier in that circumstance for you know if you're close with a colleague to say hey so in that presentation one thing that might make that better is blah 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 right. like you'd right. think it might be easier for you to do that but it can be harder because right. you're close right uh, and to the end of the, to to another point is that you may disagree with the feedback yeah. If, especially if it's constructive and negative, then you may feel, um, I shouldn't have said constructive and negative because constructive is, should be a positive. Right. Often perceived as negative. So, um, but there also could be strictly negative feedback. And so um, if, if you're in that situation, you may get defensive and feel like it's unfair that the person's judging you or something like that. And so... Um, so all of those things come into play when we are ex- when we're going into a situation where we're expecting feedback, whether it's planned or if somebody just comes to you and says they need to talk to you about something. And so you said your first reaction was, ah, oh, you know, like, and you, you people, the listeners can't hear, can't see this, but you kind of clutched your stomach, like, like. Yeah, it was kind know. of a curving inward, <laughs> like shot in the back, kind of. So, so. Um, but that's exactly what we feel. It's almost as as if it's a physical reaction or a phys- that we're perceiving perceiving a physical threat, and so um, it's that whole fight, flight, or freeze response. Yeah. And so that comes into play even even in a, a um, social situation. So Not if you ever feel like a deer in the headlights when someone says, "Hey, can I give you some feedback?" There's a physiological reason for that. <laughs> right. And so, so that comes into play. And so it's, it's, um, so when your question was, why do we feel uncomfortable? Because there's a physiological response when, mm-hmm. when that comes up, when we're expecting that. All right. Well, let's, let's get into it then. So we're talking about giving and receiving feedback. And maybe the best way to approach it is to jump in with giving. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about receiving but um, we're, we'll cover both ends and how to do it better and how to um, maybe remove some of those things that cause people to feel mm-hmm. bad and right. fight or flighty right. <laughs> when you start the conversation. Um, so one thing that I think we both um, thought about in common with both of the, the things that we've read and the classes that we've had on this topic was that you need to give feedback, whether it's positive or negative, right after the event. Yeah. I think yeah. back to the good old, um, one of the first business books I ever read as a 20-something was One Minute Manager. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, and By it's a teen, yeah, it's a yeah. t- teeny little book. I yeah. think I still have it somewhere, maybe even on my shelf. It takes my more than one minute. To cube. Read it, yeah, it takes more than one minute, but not a ton. It's a little pocket-sized mm-hmm. book. Um, but the one minute manager talks about this yeah. and I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes, but, um, how you need to give the feedback right then. Why is that important? Well, um, let's not that I want to go to the negative first, but let's just get that out of the way. Um, it could be a safety or health issue. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, like the bus driver, like the bus driver, um, or a doctor or a nurse. Yeah. Um, and so, um, Negative feedback needs to be given as soon as possible to the to the time that 
whatever you're giving feedback. Yeah, to my toddler. Occurred. Get the nail away from the light socket. <laughs> right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good example of feedback. Um, so, because it could be, because you need to fix yeah. or address yeah. a, a negative situation immediately. I think that's just easier to see that. But positive feedback um, should be done as close as possible to the to the time that the what you're giving feedback on occurred as well because you can be more specific then because you remember right. exactly what was great about it. Right. I, I was thinking like you're able to be more specific. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, if you your someone on your team just gave a presentation to a group that ha- they'd never given before mm-hmm. and it went over really well. Right. That could be a good case in point. And well, because you want them to continue yeah. the, the great thing that they did. Yeah. And so the more closely you can to the time the event occurred, then that you give the feedback, then it's obviously will have an impact and they'll continue to do that. Yeah, and it's kinder too because then they don't have to wait like hours or days wondering, yeah. oh, crap, was that any good? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, right, you're, that's a good point. So, um, so just just do. Um, it it doesn't take long to to prepare a positive feedback conversation. Just do it. And and if it's a negative feedback conversation, aside from the immediate, like if it were a safety or quality control kind of issue, um, the closer you get, you keep it the feedback. If it's negative to the negative event the better that is too because you get dissociated like it feels weird and wrong to the person that you're critiquing if days later or you know some Mm -hmm. long time later you bring up something from the past that has an automatic feeling of unfairness or yeah so that's a problem and also they've they remember less about the specifics that you might remember Mm -hmm. um like it, it just feels like you're not on the same page at that point right yeah, and, and you started to get into this um, a little bit, but to be specific yeah. about feedback. Um, and so rather than just say, great job on that presentation. That sounds like such a throwaway. Right. Like even if you mean it, that's like, you know, the back pat after the, as the team walks off the field. Yeah, good job. Right, so be specific about what it was and how it impacted people. Yeah. You and others. And so rather than say, great job on that presentation, you could say, you know, you really did a great job interacting with people while you were giving that mm-hmm. presentation. It really made a difference because nobody looked like they were falling asleep. And right. Everybody was really engaged and um, seemed really interested in the topic. That helps so much more. Because, too, like if you said, um, you know, really you could, if, if you said great job on that presentation, the person could be like, okay, my, they could take that entirely the wrong way. My slides were great. I looked good. I said, I right. spoke clearly. But if you were specifically talking about interaction, then they know the specific thing that was good that they need to do it like that. Do that again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, and, and this goes to a different point, but I'll use the same example. It's really important to not undercut, and we talked about this in the class the other day, um, to not undercut a good positive feedback or praise with criticism. So oh, the dreaded blah 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 blah. But, but <laughs> so great job on that presentation. You really interacted with people with the people in the class well, and they were really engaged. But the slides were terrible. 
<laughs> How should you say that instead? <laughs> so, so what, I can think of like a million ways you could improve upon that. But <laughs> so, uh, and I even asked the question the other day. But what if you do have? Do you have to schedule a whole separate meeting to tell them that the slides were terrible? Um, and so we talked about that, mm-hmm. and and um, that. What, how we how it was framed in answer to my question was um, it is you can you can have the same conversation just make sure that you're not saying you know great job interacting with everybody but the slides were terrible right you could say you did a really great job in interacting with everybody um, and they were really engaged and everybody was really interested in the class the entire time um, I think what might make that better. Exactly. Yeah. I think what might make that better is even better is if we adjusted the slides a little bit to, and then um, you know to not have comic sans. <laughs> not not <have> comic <laughs> sans. A communicator would go straight to font <laughs> to talk about font. Um, but so that's the way to do that is to frame the whatever you need to criticize or. Um, they call that the sandwich method. Yeah, but I read it's, something it's, it's about not that. so much no. the sandwich method. Okay. Like there, there, the sandwich method is um, something positive, something negative, something positive. Okay. Um, hey, I would note for the audience that that really is another affirmation that carbs are good because the bread is the positive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm really um, reaching, aren't I? <laughs> or it could be something negative, something yeah. positive. Yeah. Something, no, but but the but that's not necessarily. You don't have to do that. You okay. don't get stuck on thinking that that's necessary. That yeah. you have to have so many positives to so many negatives, or that you have to have to have a positive if you're having. Because that could really make the the whole conversation seem really false and forced. Right, it's not genuine. Yeah. So, um, so rather, just don't undercut the good good with the bad. So don't frame it in a way that helps support the whatever they did really well. So we said. Give promptly, mm-hmm. um, be specific, mm-hmm. and one thing that I think we've already started to talk about, because um, we've we've done our body language thing um, <laughs> about how people respond when we say, "Hey, can I tell you something about what you just did?" Um, be aware of how that person is responding. Like, watch, watch what response you're right. getting. Nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, and we talked about that mm-hmm. in crucial conversations too. Yeah, they um, start to look defensive. Right. So look for Queasy. those nonverbal cues. <laughs> look for when a person becomes disengaged yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. Whether they're um, crossing their arms doesn't necessarily mean they're disengaged. A lot of people think that it means yeah. that they're defensive or disengaged. It might be cold. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so just. But but look for that. Usually you can tell there's other things going on if somebody's becoming defensive. And so um, so just look for, look for that and make sure that it's safe to continue the conversation or stop and do it another time if, if it's not the right time. Okay, so, so we're, we're still on giving, giving feedback and making yeah. sure it's One done well. One other thing well. I what wanted to we mention, need? we talked about specificity a little bit ago, but when you're particularly when it's a constructive feedback conversation, um, that specificity is really, really, not that it's not important for a positive, because we talked about great job versus you know being more specific, but um, when you're giving 
constructive feedback or negative feedback, mm -hmm. um, it's really important to be specific with facts. So it doesn't feel like so much of a judgment on you as a whole? Yes. That and um, so that you're not judging, um, you're not judging them with perceptions of what right. you think. So here's an example. So say um, we, we were in a meeting together and um, not that this would ever, ever happen, but that you're really rude to um, It could. <laughs> somebody. So say you were really rude to another one of our colleagues, and after the meeting, I said to you, Brandy, I don't know why you're always so aggressive toward him. That to you is like, I'm not aggressive. I would think that you would feel like, I'm not aggressive. Yeah, that's... Or that's... you have no idea... What, yeah, you know that feels more like an move. attack. It's too right. vague, too wholesale. So it's not. Yeah. It's and we talked about that with crucial conversations too, with facts versus stories. That's not a fact. It's not a fact. It might mean my perception of it. Mm -hmm. um, so rather, it would be, Brandy, um, I need to talk to you about that meeting. I'm not exactly sure why you were raising your voice toward our colleague. Well, so um, and so that's the fact. If that came across, you can say that came across as kind of yeah. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. But, but to say you are aggressive. Yeah, when you start off in that less specific way, it sets all of that sets it up for is a fight. In a, right. You know, like it, that's very confrontational. Yeah. And if what you're wanting to achieve is to address a specific point about how I behaved in that situation, then that's where you need to focus. Right. So specificity and, and giving those examples is required if you want the conversation to right. mean anything. Yeah. You and want them to really with, understand. Right. Yeah. And examples with facts yeah. of what you Got saw it. and what you observed. And also avoiding like direct, directively saying you, mm. you did this, you did that. You can rather say, you know, the way it seemed to me was that, and you could still say you because it's obviously the person that did it. But um, you know, I I observed how it impacted me, the other people in the room, that kind of thing. Cool. So just very good thinking about that. Um, don't be you know directly attacking the person for their behavior. Just talk about how it observed, how you observed it, and how it impacted you and others. Got it. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about on the giving portion? Um, I think I think we kind of covered everything that we had talked about. Because it's been hard to rein myself in as we've talked about this and not think about like how, because we do think about the receive, receiving end as we're talking about giving. So um, knowing that now that there's all these challenges that face someone who's giving us feedback, then how do we as people who receive feedback do that better? Mm -hmm. Because we know that not every one is going to be perfect at it. Yeah. We all have challenges with it. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So if we're on the receiving end of feedback, how do we process it better? Yeah. Um, that can be hard, and, and um, especially when it's constructive feedback. So um, one of the things that I think about is to well, – let's talk about the positives first. Um, try to be – when you're receiving pos positive feedbacks, just sometimes simply thank you is enough. Yeah, t don't, don't. I'm the worst at explaining it away. <laughs> right, or or like negating it almost. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Just or like my here's a case in point that I've said many times. 
hey, that um, flyer looks really good. And I say, oh, you know, I use that free online editing software and it like pretty much does it for you. Right. <laughs> just right. say thank you. Right. Just, just right. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> Brandy doesn't actually do any of that work. No, Canva, um, y'all, it's awesome. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, just say thank you yeah. sometimes yep. is enough. And just kind of, it's hard for some people. Yep. Some people just aren't comfortable yep. with the shout-outs and the kudos and the public. Um, oh, that's one more thing. Back to giving feedback. Yeah. If it's constructive or negative, always never do it publicly. It always oh, needs gosh. to be a one-on-one. <laughs> that's almost so much of a given that, like, I, I wouldn't know. even thought. That's it. why I didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh crap! But, but, um, but for but yes, for duly noted. Or yeah. Positive feedback. Yeah. Public is is usually good. Yeah. But do recognize that some people just aren't comfortable, and so just be aware of that. And so, if you are one of those um, humble people, that's good for you. You're you're a lovely person, but remember too. If, it, if you are really uncomfortable with the praise, that it is important. It's important. It's an important part of your own development for you to receive the good specific compliments mm-hmm. because they do impact how you continue to develop as a professional and mm-hmm. as a person. So, yeah. you know, take it for what it is supposed to be, which yeah. is a, a tool, and right. don't, don't try to shove it away. Right. Um, on the negative side of things, and so when you're in a situation where you're receiving some constructive feedback, um, recognized, recognize that you're having that physiological response. Recognize that. And so try Knowledge to is power. kind of rein mm-hmm. that in um, and um, express to the person if they're not getting right to the point that you know you're uncomfortable or that you um, want to know what the meeting is about try to be open-minded yes Um, try not to assume negative intent from the other person so try to assume that they're that they have your best interests in mind yeah Um, that that this is a learning opportunity and it's not because you're so dumb or you're so behind and everybody else has the answers and you don't but rather that we all have specific things that we are strong at and things that we are not so strong at Mm -hmm. and it's great to learn from one another so that we all build up together better at everything as a group Um, and there are specific it could be a very specific small thing like the presentation example you did a great job everybody was engaged they interacted with the material, and it was awesome. So successful. You were mm-hmm. successful. That was great. But the constructive con- criticism is what might make it better is if you worked with your slides a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's just something you're not as good at, but it's going to help you to be overall better at achieving your goals. Yeah. So it's not that you wholesale don't know what you should know, but mm-hmm. we can all learn stuff. Well, and, and then even on the both the giver and receiver end of feedback – you can talk about how you can support one another. Absolutely. So if somebody's giving you some um, constructive feedback and you need them to help support you, then just say that or talk about it and see how they can maybe help you. Yeah. So what do you know about PowerPoint? <laughs> right. Right. Um, can you help me? Yeah. Would you be Would you be willing to review the slides for me? Yeah. Um, would you be willing to, uh, you know, let me know in a meeting 
with some verbal or you know a nonverbal cue if if you feel like I'm yeah starting to be you know aggressive, aggressive <laughs> or, or Brandy's so aggressive or, or you know that kind of thing so, so what about I mean knowing that people are not so great at giving feedback always mm-hmm. that not everyone is going to be perfect when they're giving you constructive criticism or even mm-hmm. the positive stuff yeah. um what what if you're listening to someone give you feedback and you're like, what are they even saying? Like, I'm not sure I even get where they're coming from. What do you, what what's the right response to help you get something out of that conversation? Um, if you're really not sure or confused about it, I would just say to ask questions yeah. about it. Um, that that's really ask, what I was getting at. Just like make sure that you do understand. Right. Ask for some clarification. Yeah. Ask for ask that person. Yeah. Or if you're really confused, find out who else was around and go talk to that person. Yeah. I mean, if if there's really disagreement in how you perceive yourself right. and how somebody else is perceiving you, then it's probably best to engage another person to see because if they also if you're in a position of being an unsure. If you're the unsure party, if you're new, if you that was, you know, someone higher than you on the proverbial food chain, mm-hmm. it can be easy to and just internalize that and go, oh gosh, I I did something wrong, and really, not ever really know exactly have clarity on what that was. Right. And that'd be terrible. Right. That'd make you feel queasy and unsure for forever, mm-hmm. and that doesn't help. Right. Um. What else can we do, um, as receivers of feedback to get more out of the process? Um. I don't know. I think I think uh, we covered most of the things that I was thinking. I think it's hard. Um, I don't know that I'm the best at getting negative feedback. My husband would totally agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony listens, so <laughs> do you want to chip in a thought or two? <laughs> uh, so I feel like. You know, the, anything that I could say, I feel like, or things that I probably need to work on too. I know um, for myself, when I receive negative feedback, um, I, I don't know what you were thinking your not-so-great response was, but my not-so-great response is to sort of beat myself up for the wrong things mm-hmm. and not, like, take um, the good from the good things. Or realize that that the, the person giving me feedback, and, and I, I know there are there are other extreme examples that um, that happen but for the most part if you can just assume that the person's giving you feedback because they care about you yeah not to be a jerk right <laughs> then um, then that's when you can take it and try to be a little more open-minded and use it to really improve and I think that we can all kind of work on that but um, that would be the, the thing that I would say is like feel like the it's done in with the best of intentions and it can really be a powerful motivator either way mm-hmm. whether you're hearing the things that you're doing well or things that you could do better and when you were talking about that feedback rich environment I sometimes don't like the way that things like that are phrased because I have my queasiness for jargon but it's really right and good that's a good idea like mm-hmm. that we all get better at this so we all can learn from one another and so we don't have where I think we, we what we do have is a very transparent environment whether it's in our workplaces or our families on what the expectations are 
and what we're doing well, where we can improve so that there isn't that um, passive aggression or disappointment that nobody really addresses or people who wonder what they're doing wrong or mm-hmm. feel like they can't please you and they're not sure why. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can think of all the ways that having the feedback loop be cloudy, mm-hmm. how all the ways that that would be detrimental to any relationship. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing for us to think about giving and receiving. And it doesn't have to be in the, the boss and uh, employee relationship at all. I think it's a nice thing for us to think about just in terms of our colleagues and regu- regular people we work with. Give them yeah. a shout out and be specific. Um, tell them what you think is really cool about them because it may be something they've never considered before and could really help them. Mm-hmm. Like a good thing. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts? No. I think we've talked a long time. Patty, I want to give you some feedback. Uh-oh. I really like the way you talked about giving and receiving feedback because you had really specific examples and really good illustrations. Thank you. But. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I used jargon. That made, that made but you used jargon and now... It's all gone for me. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today for Finance Matters. We'll have some good links for you down in the show notes. You can always read more about what finance is up to on the UVA Finance blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com and in the Jive community. That's a great place to check out what's going on. If you've got an idea for a podcast or you know someone who's doing cool stuff or thinking great thoughts out there at UVA, please do let us know. You can email me, email Patty, tweet us at UVA underscore finance, or just stop by and chat. That's all for now. Until next time, do good work, give good feedback, because what you're doing matters.